football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely, sick co-host, Denny, Dennis Carter. Denny, how are you? We've been replaced by robots uh, as, as COVID has, has swept my my household. Right. Yes, I think that's that's what you're getting at. Maybe that's right. That's exactly it. Uh, how are you feeling, man? I think everyone needs a little bit of a of a COVID update from you. Yeah. Yeah, it's the COVID apocalypse in my household. Um, I, I, you know, I think I've said on Twitter it was inevitable since both my kids go to school every day. Um, and my son came home not feeling well, tested positive, and at that point, with without with the uh, Omicron variant being you know as transmissible as anything in human history, yeah. um, literally, it, uh, then it, I knew that it was over for us. So we uh, just uh, hunkered down. Um, and, uh, we all got it. We all, all four of us, uh, have it and, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm actually, I'm congested. I was telling JJ before the show, um, you can hear it in my voice, but like, I'm not like, um, uh, suffering, you know, like, like you read about and hear about my, my wife is, is struggling a little bit, hoping that that, you know, clears up in the, in the coming days. And the kids really weren't affected that much at all. Mm -hmm. That's good. I mean, that. That, that I think is everyone's fear as a parent is it's not so much you. It's just like, especially if they're not protected, you know, Avery's not old enough to be vaccinated and there's that fear. But then, you know, we had a, uh, we had a, a snow day here in Charlotte where, I mean, we got, when it snows, any, anything like, like a half an yeah. inch in North Carolina, <laughs> things shut down, but it snowed and then it iced and it actually wasn't that small of a storm. Like it was, it was, you know, I'm, I grew up in Pittsburgh where we get snow all the freaking time and it was, it was a, a decent storm. And so we were uh, locked down essentially for like four days because uh, you know, we had no reason to go anywhere and Avery's daycare was closed and all that. Um, but I realized in those moments, you know, we, we went a whole year with Avery being at home with us, uh, out yeah. of daycare. And that was when she was like a year and a half to two and a half. And that those are years where like, it's not that hard to occupy your kid. Like it, it's not like insane. Cause they can like, <laughs> they can, you know, I, to me, it's a lot more difficult when they're like two and a half to three and a half. Right. Because they're, they're yeah. constantly yeah. like in need and they can talk to you and communicate what they need. And they're, there's just, there's just more need there in general. Whereas, you know, when, when, when she was home with us, uh, during the, the, the start of the pandemic, you know, we could go out and, uh, take walks and she'd sit in her stroller and not care. You know, she'd sit in her stroller. I'd go on like hour and a half long walks with her and she loved life. Like it was, right. you know, like it was just easy to do that kind of thing. But I realized in the four day, cause every parent sits there with the, the, the guilt of, you know, sending your child to a place where, you oh, know, yeah. you, they're, they're more, they're, they're more susceptible to get the virus. And look, I, you know, if I had the data I have now back then, you know, maybe we would have handled things differently just in how it affects kids and all that kind of stuff. But like, regardless, you know, having Avery home for four and a half straight days, uh, made me realize that she needs to be at, at preschool where she's at. Yes. Like she needs to be like, yes. it's just, it's not healthy for her to be at home, not getting the attention no. she deserves. Cause we're working and you know, we, take breaks. I built a snowman with her and like we played in the snow and we did this and we did that, but it's just really, really difficult to, to keep a child occupied. And you just have an immense amount of guilt, uh, throwing the iPad yeah. in front of them and just saying, Hey, I got to go do this thing. And, you right. know, having that experience almost made me feel reassured that yes, this is happening. And every kid is probably going to at least come in contact with this virus. But at the end of the day, you know, you can only do so much as a, as a parent. You can only do so much right now. Yeah, they. I I'm fully on board with you know sending the kids to school whenever it's safe to do that. Uh, meaning that I'm not going to send them when they're testing positive. Obviously, the school system has a protocol for all that. But my daughter last night uh, was was crying 
yeah <laughs> because she missed school so much she hasn't been in in eight days now um and i i just yeah you feel terrible yeah man. i the, the socialization aspect uh it, it's it's tough like my parents will try, try to like talk to me about it and i'm like you've never look uh, thank you mom dad but you've never had to deal with anything right like nothing this. you know nothing so uh, it's it's it we're we're flying blind in many ways you know? yeah i mean i have moments where number one i only have one child and i can't imagine you know two three five children you know like like no. larger families and stuff and then I sit there and like look at my friends who don't have any kids. And I and look, I understand everyone goes through really rough times in the pandemic and stuff. And I'm just like, it, if only. Like, if, if only I didn't have to worry. Like, my worry throughout this entire pandemic, aside from, like, parents and, you know, people who are a little bit more susceptible to, to succumbing to this thing, it's yeah. it, it's her, like, period. And, like, you try to do everything to protect your, your kids, but at some point, you know, you, you just have to realize that there's a, a risk benefit to all of this. And, um, you know, the way that, that, you know, fortunately, thank God that this yeah. virus isn't as bad for children as it could have been. It could have been very, very bad. And thank, thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that, uh, all the people over the past two years who have told me it's just the flu, you're actually pretty right. You're on, you're, you're, you're correct right now. All it took was six million global deaths, and now yes, it is. It is kind of like the flu. So you, I guess, I guess, mea culpa, you were right. right exactly. Uh, by the way, <laughs> speaking of coronavirus, I, I was I was talking to you about this before we hopped on, Denny. But I, I was uh, this is a poop podcast after all. It is, and it I is. I've been looking at a lot of poop data uh, of late because I with, with COVID, what 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 makes me feel <laughs> what makes me feel better and reassured is looking at data like when i see data with children in the hospital and and the, the hospitalization rate and stuff like that i like to compare that data to like actual flu data or rsv data and other viruses to see you know what what's going on there so that i can actually compare and contrast and feel i feel comforted by it because i'm 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 learning because that's the way that i learned and i learned better that way right yeah I, I have to say real quick before you get into this and it's very interesting and i and i want everybody to hear JJ preface before the show said I was looking at poop data recently <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that, you know, that, that's a funny joke. I don't know what it means, but that's funny. But then he, he goes on about it and I'm like, Oh, it's a real thing. Oh, yeah. So, so go ahead, go ahead with this poop, poop data. data is real. I, I don't know if every County slash city has this data available, but uh, it does in my County and my state. Uh, you can just Google where you're at and uh, look for COVID poop data. If you think about this logically. So like with COVID, it goes from, you get cases and then you get hospitalizations and you get death. And, and, as you know, everyone talks about this uh, on whether wherever you're getting COVID coverage, it's there's always a lag between these phases, right? Where people get cases and then after cases start, they, they might even start to drop, but hospitalizations start to rise a little bit because people, you know, are 10 days in from their COVID, uh, from, from getting COVID and they still feel bad and then they get so bad that they have to go to the hospital. And then obviously some people don't make it out of the hospital and they die. And so if you think about this logically, there's a step before that and it's, uh, you know, there's this transmissibility going on in the environment. And uh, at that time, people have COVID, but have no idea that they just got COVID and they haven't tested yet. Right. So there's this period of incubation, if you will. And during that period, your body has COVID. You just have no idea that you have it or not. So you're not testing yet, but your your body knows it. So when your body poops, uh, you know, poop podcast, after all, I got to talk about this. When, when your body lets it out, uh, then all of a sudden, uh, your there, there's there's ways to test the sewage and to test uh, poop in your area, and you can see uh, the, the how how uh, prevalent COVID is in your area as a result of that. Yeah, and so yeah. you can. It's actually incredibly it, to me. It's more accurate. I, I say to me like I'm a freaking scientist, but to me it seems more accurate because uh, with cases and the way that they're reported. People are, are taking at-home tests and people are uh, not reporting if they – people aren't taking tests at all. Whereas with poop, you either have it or you don't have it. Like you got – you have COVID, it's coming out in your poop, or you don't have it, so it's not coming out of your poop. Now, I don't know if, uh, you know, everybody poops COVID. I have no – I don't understand the, the, uh, the way that this comes out of your body. But it does seem a little bit more logical to look at that first – and it's interesting because right now cases are surging everywhere. Obviously, here in Charlotte and Mecklenburg County, which is the county uh, I live in, 
it's, you know, you, cases are rising, rising, rising. They're insane. They're insane. But if you look at the poop data, it's peaked and it's now coming down. Yep. It's starting to come down. So hopefully cases then follow, you know, a week or two after that and cases start to drop too. As, as we say in journalism, you follow the poop. That's right. That's know? right. And, and if you, if you follow the poop, it will, it will lead you in the right direction. It'll get you to where, to, to the, the narratives that you, that you want to discover and want to explore. So that, that's good. That's good on you for, for, for finding that and for, and for bringing poop data to this poop. Yeah, look, I think it's, it's, it's pertinent poop data. And, uh, this this has now become the COVID cast. This this episode is no longer the DGAF yeah, yeah. episode. It is the the COVID cast. Yeah. Did we even introduce this as the DGAF? No, we episode? didn't. We didn't. Why not. why are we recording right now? You say. Well, each year we do a DGAF episode where we DGAF and we answer your questions, and we go over the results of what was a probably terrible streaming year, which was the case uh, for this year. L- last year and this year were were the two worst years that we've ever had doing this show. Yeah, it's getting way harder. <laughs> it's getting it is getting way harder. I, I think that there's like logic to why that's the case. Like at least at, at quarterback. Tight tight end is the same usually. We had that one random spiked year at tight end where we were like tight end three. Do you remember that? Yeah. But yeah, usually tight end is like low end tight end one. Uh usually defense is top five. And then uh with quarterback, we were usually in the QB six to eight range. But the last two years it's been low end QB one range. And that includes this year. I'll get into the data in a second. Yeah, I, I think that that has to do with two things. Uh, one, the uh, increasing savvy of the typical fantasy football player. Uh, and then uh, two, uh, the the trends in quarterback scoring uh, and, and onesie position scoring, basically. I mean, defense is, is always kind of a mess, but... Um, and, and some of those trends you've explored, but go ahead with the, with the numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think that, um, you know, if you want like a really, con- I think you nailed it. Like the, the first piece is like ADP versus postseason result. We're getting better at recognizing which quarterbacks are going to be good in fantasy football. Whereas that wasn't the case before. Um, but at the same time, you know, high end quarterbacks are scoring more points in general and they're separating themselves a little bit more than they were before, which makes it harder to match or come close to that production if you're streaming. That's what it comes down to. But again, people think that like the late round quarterback strategy is about streaming. The late round quarterback strategy is about finding value in the later rounds to be able, like Jalen Hurts, to be able to just plug and play each and every week. And then I do want to preface before I get to the uh, streamers and, and the results. We don't have the benefit. I say this every year. We don't have the benefit of finding a player and I always go back to like Deshaun Watson's rookie season. Remember when we were like, yeah, stream Deshaun Watson whenever. Yeah. And, and but then he, you know, he, that once his ownership percentage goes up, you no longer can can play him, right? Because he's he's rostered in too many leagues, so we can't recommend him. I should say you can play him, but we can't recommend him. And so we don't have that benefit in doing this. If we picked up a quarterback who ended up being really good, uh, you know, we yeah. don't have the benefit of just playing that guy week in and week out. Uh, Jalen Hurts was the QB six in points per game, just for instance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can still. I mean, late round quarterbacks not dead, but I, I do think that streaming is a lot more difficult than it used to be, and I don't think we should hide from that. Like, there's there's no reason to like fake it and say like, hey, still listen to our show because you know st- streaming <laughs> is is still a very viable. It's it's a less viable strategy than it used to be. Period. Yeah, but listen for the poop data. I would but say. like Tom Brady was a late round quarterback this year, late ish round. Aaron Rodgers was a latest round, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford was a latest round, Joe Burrow. I mean, there's, it, it just so happened that a lot of these guys were more pocket passer types. And that's something that I talked about on my things that I, I missed episode on the late round podcast. If everyone, if anyone wants to listen to that, uh, I went through and, and talked about how I think, you know, myself and a lot of other people in the industry, analysts in the industry overstated it. Look, the impact that mo- that mobility has at the quarterback position is well documented and very real. But it's also there's a fine line between overstating what that does and, and what that means and the importance of it. Um, Matthew Stafford somehow I'm looking at it right in front of me was the QB five in total quarterback points yeah, this year. It's crazy. Uh, all right, so let's look at what happened in 2021 at the quarterback position. I, I, I separated everything into three buckets where, cause every week we have sort of like our main plays and then we have our every play, you know, we have deep plays as well. So I have main plays and deep plays in one bucket. I have main plays, 
uh, but not deep plays. And then I have main plays that are deep also. So like, you know, like super low rostered guys. Um, and it's a little bit subjective for sure, but I, I try to keep that. I've, I've kept that documented in a spreadsheet for years that we've been doing this and tracking this so that, you know, there's, there's a lot of, we're, we're just transparent about it. Uh, but at quarterback, the main plays that weren't deep. Okay. So we're talking like guys rostering like that 30% range. They averaged a little over 18 uh, PPR PPR doesn't really matter points per game. So 18.1 points yeah. per game. That's like a, that's like Kirk cousins. Basically it was like a low end QB one high end QB two this year. Uh, main play with the deep plays included. Uh, so they were all main plays is basically the same result. If you look at all plays, so we're talking including deep plays that sucked, right? Like that were low rostered that we didn't really feel, but we mentioned on the show that was only 15 points per game. So basically this year uh, that dropped the, at the average by over three. So essentially yeah. if we recommended a super deep play that no one was rostering, uh, he sucked. That's, that's what, <laughs> what it comes down to. Those are tough. They're, they're home and they're home home run swings. Either. Yeah. And that's the same case for each of these uh, positions as I'll get into tight end main play, not deep plays. So just the main plays uh, 9.4 PPR points per game main plays, but with the deep plays included. So I'm including guys that we may not have, or that, that weren't rostered in a lot of leagues, uh, but we were on as main plays, 10.2 PPR points per game. It actually increased. And I think that that, the reason why that increased, because some people were like, wow, that's weird that like your main play. So let's say one week we really like Tyler Conklin as a main play, but Conklin was rostered in 5% of leagues. And then we also liked uh, Pat Fryermuth as a main play, but he was rostered in 35% of leagues. So Fryermuth would uh -huh. be a non-deep main play. Tyler Conklin would be a deep play who was also a main play. Uh, and it actually increased when you included those deep play guys. And I think it's just because of the variance of the tight end position. Right. It's touchdown or bust. Yeah. Right. So 10.2 uh, points per game. That would have been like tight end 11, tight end 10 or so. So not like horrible uh, from a tight end streaming perspective. Uh, and then all plays, when you include the trash guys, it was 8.2. Um, and then at defense, you know, it was a normal defense year for us, actually. Uh, main play, not deep, 8.6. Uh, main play with deep plays, 8.6. And then all plays was a very nice 6.9 points per game. Uh, so including nice. the deep plays that weren't main plays. So defense was a defense four or five-ish in points per game. Uh, so again, defense four or five, uh, tight end 10 or 11, uh, quarterback 12-ish. I mean, I'm not happy with the way that quarterback went and has gone. Um, and I again, I think it speaks to what we talked about and like the, the changes at the quarterback position in general in fantasy um, and, and I, you know, it's the same learning that we had last year where next year, I don't think that you should go into your draft, assuming that you're going to stream the quarterback position. No. Yeah. Uh, it, it is weird though, to think that after so many years of doing this podcast and never talking about Tom Brady, that Tom Brady ended up being the late round quarterback of 2021. That's true. That's true. And, and like, I, I go back, some people will be like, well, he wasn't a late round quarterback. He was a QB nine QB 10. Well, I go back to like my original things that I wrote about the late round quarterback strategy. And back in 2012, I, I considered late round as like an eighth round pick. Like be, because the, because right, the opportunity right. cost didn't matter then. Right. And so like, I, I don't, I mean, I drafted a ton of quarterbacks in like the, 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 what we would now refer to as the middle rounds this past year. Like a lot of my rosters, I had, you know, a Dak or uh Kyler, if he fell and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, I had a lot of Jalen hurts too, but um, you know, I, I think that, that the one thing that was very obvious, I wrote about this as well, was that there were like tiers of quarterbacks this past year, as opposed to like early or late, early, middle, late is, is how we typically have seen it. But this past year it was like, you know, are you going to get Mahomes and Lamar? Are you going to, and then like, who's this next? Like it, everything was just a little bit more, uh, bunched together. If you will, it was like, it was very like a, a lot more yeah. linear, if you will. Uh, Brady, you know, I'm going to just use a in, in my league type type anecdote. I, I was often able to get him if I if I if I needed him or wanted to draft him in the double digit rounds. So yeah. I, I I don't you know I don't know who is unless unless you were in like a a, a league with um, a bunch of Bucks fans or or Patriots fans or whatever like Tom Brady enthusiasts. I you could have gotten him in a double digit. Yeah. Days. I mean, and again, you know, Joe Burrow was still a good late round pick. Um, 
Matthew Stafford was a good late round pick. One of the biggest misses I talked about this on my show as well was just like buying into <clears throat> the the rookie quarterback hype. Like, oh, that ended up that yeah. ended up being a terrible, terrible idea. And, and I look back and I'm like, why the hell did we do that? Like, like, like it was it was it was it was objectively stupid. Like I like look I in my actual like when it when push came to shove, did I get a lot of Trey Lance and Justin Fields? where I didn't have like some sort like a backup plan or like, no, I mean like I, every team that I had fields or Lance for the most part, I wasn't relying on them, you know, in week one, it was more of like a fun pick that let's, let's see if these guys pan out. But what I did on my show and talked about on my show, which I think we have to keep in mind and just be like, it's, it's just so easy to get excited about these guys. But if you look at what Lamar Jackson did his rookie season, right? We would probably sit there and say, we want, like what we want out of Trey Lance and Justin Fields is Lamar Jackson, right? Where, That's what we were going right, for. Where, yeah. where we want a guy who can run the football, not as well as Lamar can, because that's an absurd expectation, but maybe throw the ball a little bit better than Lamar did during his rookie year. Well, Lamar Jackson averaged like 18.6 points per game his rookie year. Like he, yeah. he wasn't, he yeah. wasn't even like that insane. Like what we were hoping for maybe was Jalen hurts last year when Jalen hurts, was was start, but the sample size was so right. small and like like you can't necessarily expect that throughout the entire season. I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but I, I looking back, it was a dumb dumb thing. Like it was just a stupid thing to do. It's hard. It's hard to resist. I I, I feel like the that temptation, but of of a rushing quarterback um, in a you know a potentially decent offense, especially with Trey Lance, but. I, yeah, I I do think that it, it is like a like a group thing situation totally. where the the momentum was so strong in favor of you know you got you you, you got to get one you got to get Lance or Fields because they're both going to go off you got to get one and they seem like they seem like the like the the cheat code of right. the of the quarterback position uh, it uh, turns out not the case I my whole my my big resolution if you will for 2020 in the fantasy season is to rely more i, I know that i'm a very logical player like you know this like i like i, I try to think yeah. very logically about stuff but my emotions do get in the way a lot as it does for everyone with this stuff sometimes it sometimes it works out but a lot of times like if i were to just rely on my prospect model for instance like i'm i'm so afraid to go more all in on my prospect model but like my prospect model would have said don't go as hard for terrace marshall like you did in rookie drafts or uh, you know don't don't like like you know go after elijah moore more than you I, I did get a lot of elijah moore but like go you know go after elijah moore as like a better than rashad bateman type of situation you know like i want to rely right. on these tools that i've built more than I have in the past, as opposed to succumbing to that, like pressure almost of it's like a, it's almost like a peer pressure in a way. Uh, right. Well, it's, um, it is, it is. And, and you, you don't want to be out of the crowd, you know, like you, you, you don't want to be the person being like, no, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very uncomfortable. And honestly, uh, when I think back to the preseason, I I wouldn't have much of an argument to say let's pump the brakes on Trey Lance. Like I I couldn't come up with that even if I wanted. Here's the to. problem though too. Here's the other problem is that for years we've been preaching, uh, rightfully so, that quarterback doesn't really matter. That if you if you ruin your quarterback pick, then it's not that big of a deal because you there are going to be alternatives. There are still alternatives to some degree. You can still stream a low end QB one, right? We, we've shown yeah. that maybe, yeah. maybe even a little bit better than that. But at the end of the day with quarterback mattering more, you need to care about it more. You can't go into your draft and DGAF. And I think that actually is the difference and why we can't just say, Oh, Oh, well, you know, Trey Lance didn't work out. It's not a big deal. Like it, no, it, it actually matters a little bit more now. That's my take. Unfortunately. Yes, you're right. Anyway, all right, Denny. That's that. That concludes the 2021 season. We're gonna be better next year. We're gonna come out. We're gonna get QB four next. Do you remember? Remember the one year we went on Rob Silver's show? Yeah. There, there was a, yeah. so Rob Silver. He's not doing uh, fantasy stuff anymore, but not football. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, yeah, he does baseball stuff still, right? Yeah. So we went on his show on the what was it? The Fantasy Sports Network or whatever it was called. F- fantasy. That's right. That's yeah. right. 
And so we would go on his show and alternate every week and we would give him one stream. It was just one dude, one streamer. Here's our quarterback. Yeah. And he tracked it that year. We streamed like the QB four or five. Like it, it that felt really it good. It was insane how much we, and, and one of our weeks was like the Manziel week, like where he had like three oh. points. Oh, against Cincy. Yeah. I remember that. I, JJ, I once did that show, uh, from, I forgot that it was my, it was my turn. Cause we would alternate, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and I once did that show over the phone um, from a dressing room in in some in some de- department <laughs> store. Like I had to go into the dressing room and be like, hey, Rob, hey, yeah, it's Daddy from Living the Stream. We're streaming Ryan Tannehill oh, this week. Amazing. I don't know, you know, and uh, and I, I got through the whole thing so- somehow, some way by, by selectively and, and carefully muting my line when right. I when I wasn't talking. But I mean, it's like it's like, you know, Rob's. Rob's doing the show from like a big studio. He has my face on right. the screen. And, then, and, then, and, and I'm, yeah, yeah. And you're, yeah. Go, sorry. Go I'm hunkered down in a, it, it, I don't even, I don't even remember in a Coles or something like, oh yeah, Rob, uh, we're, we're looking at pass rate over expectation. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, is that Ace of Base in the background playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that Billy Joel? What are you, yeah, what's you? going on in the back? It's very faint, but I can hear it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like we, and I remember that year you streamed, like you were really into Eli that one. Cause we would like, go back and forth be like no this is the pick no this is the... and i remember the one yeah. you were on into in eli the one week where he played washington he had like five passing oh. touchdowns it might have been a thursday night game he had like five passing touchdowns and it was it was yeah. a great year and we had i mean i'm telling you guys like we have the data and we talk about this every year it was like qb6 qb8 qb7 like year after year after year last two years just complete poop all over our bodies yeah, yeah poop data yes say. yeah it is poopy data all right, let's move on. We got some questions because it's the DGAF episodes so that people ask some some DGAF questions. I have one that I that was still favorited from uh, the last show that I guess I'll read. It's from at zip code from Carl. Okay. It says, which does a better job teaching us to gracefully accept the suffering uh, wrought on us by forces beyond our control? Uh, real sports or fantasy sports? <laughs> I'm assuming it's brought on us. Oh, uh, uh, real, real sports. So what does a better job of teaching us to gracefully accept the suffering brought us by forces beyond our, you think real sports? Well, yeah, because you, you have you no have control. zero control over that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be real. And, yeah. So, I mean, at least you have some control, at least the illusion of control in your, with your fantasy yeah. teams, but with, um, with, with your real team, you know, you don't, no control. They don't care about you. They don't care about what you think. They don't care about how you think the team should be run, operated, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I would say, I had this discussion with my, with my buddies. Uh, I have a group of high school friends that I'm still best friends with and we chat and group me every single day. And there were, you know, there's a lot of articles out there and I'm saying this as a, like, I grew up a Steelers fan. You guys know this, you guys know that journey. So there's a lot of articles that have been published since Ben Roethlisberger's, you know, final games about him as a human, right. And his, his past, as we all know, and you know, like, like celebrating him. And, and how it feels wrong and how it feels bad. And, you know, there's some that take it to an insane degree and like, just, just rip into him and understandably. So I'm not saying I'm not like defending the dude at all, but my response to my friends, cause my friends were all like, yeah, you know, like I don't need to like celebrate Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm like, I'm not celebrating Ben Roethlisberger, the person. Like I, I think because of what we do as our job, this is loosely related to that question. It just made me think of it because of what we do for our job. I, I it, it sucks, but it's a lot easier for me to sort of like dehumanize what's going on in a football field and not think yeah. of what that person is as a, as a as a person off the field. And it's very and not only that, but you know, just as much as you might feel like you you can't root for Ben Roethlisberger on a football field because he would what he does off the field, you know, I think there's a lot of I know there's a lot of players in the NFL who you're rooting for actively, who you think are good people and aren't good people. You have no idea what they're doing behind closed doors, yeah. you know? And so like, I, I I'm okay with celebrating what he did on the field because at the end of the day, Ben Roethlisberger gave me some of like the most fun memories ever, like that I've ever experienced. Like he, he was a part of that, whether I like that or not, like he, he was like the, that, that Cardinals Super Bowl was like, one of the greatest nights of my life. Like it was insane. It was so fun. Like I, I had never had a night like that, like being on the streets with literally thousands of people uh, in Pittsburgh. Like right. it's crazy. 
And so like, I think you can celebrate those moments and what he did on a football field while also recognizing that he was a shithead. Right. right. What it meant to you or or if if you, if you personalize it. Yeah. I, I feel the same way about artists, you know, um, uh, that's a great point. Yeah. If, uh, if, a if a musician's work, uh, has, uh, you know, inspired you and enriched your life for years and years and years, maybe your whole life. Uh, does it matter that that person might be shitty out outside this, the recording studio, like, like in, in their personal, their personal life. I, and, and maybe your answer is yes. And that's fine. I mean, I, I, I would have a tough time saying, no, you're wrong about that. But um, it, it's a it's a personalization issue more than anything. Yeah, I mean, like Michael Jackson, right? Like one of the greatest artists ever, and he gets right. uh, like everyone right. like ninety nine percent of people love his music, but we also know that there's question marks out, out of horrific. the recording booth, right? Like, right, and his personal his personal life is an absolute nightmare. But uh, um, it's it's about you, yeah. I think no, I agree more, more than yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And, and, and like, again, I, I sent one tweet out before Ben's like final, you know, last hurrah at Heinz field. And I was just like, look, like what I, I can be thankful for what he did on the field for me as a fan growing up in Pittsburgh. Like it was like, you don't get to experience like, like, you know, 90% of fan bases will never understand that feeling. Right. Because yeah. like, yeah. you just don't get a franchise quarterback like that. And by the way, if you go back and you look at like his games from like the late two thousands, early you know early two thousand tens, like the dude was so good, like he was so yes. good. Like it, it's you forget because he was so immobile and a dad later on in his career. But my God, he was so good. But like, do you remember the? the I know you remember, but uh, to me, peak Ben was the Colts was. Uh, Martavis Antonio. Yeah, Brown. remember that? Remember that? Remember he went back to back game. What was it? Six passing touchdowns and back to back games against oh, Baltimore and, and Indianapolis. Like he, he was so good for for literally. I mean, it's insane to me that the Steelers couldn't get over the hump when they had that offensive firepower with a strong defense. Like when, when, in, the, yeah. in the Tomlin days, that's to me that's what that era is just like. Just a disappointing era because they never could get over the hump. Fortunately, they had that Cardinals Super Bowl, but. I always say this to people too, and it like is kind of insane to think about. But when the Steelers lost the Packers in the Super Bowl, okay, the Steelers had a chance to be just as big of a dynasty at the time as what New England was. They had they would right. they would have had the same number of Super Bowls over basically the same amount yeah. of time. And it's it's crazy to think about. It well, it's easy to forget because it, because you you look back, you say, well, that was all Patriots, but the Steelers were neck and neck with them for years oh, yeah. and years. They just and couldn't years. beat. Th- they and, just couldn't beat them head to head. Was the problem right? But that but that Packers Super Bowl was was kind of the end of that. It was conversation. I it guess. was yeah. Anyway, enough enough Steeler talk. I just I thought that it would be something interesting to to bring up and talk about because I think everyone struggles with that to some degree with like a lot like you sure. said like there's other facets of life where you would struggle with that because celebrities are a thing. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you are going to whittle down the number of, uh, you know, producers and directors and actors, musicians that you can enjoy uh, based on their personal life, well, you're going to be left with almost no one. Yeah. And I also think that we should say that we're not equating one crime with another or like one thing that someone does with another. Like there's there's a there's a, a spectrum of shittiness that people can do. Like if you're, you know, if, if you're accused and you, and you rape someone, that's clearly a lot different than if you go on some, call someone, uh, uh, like say, say the F bomb or something on live television, right? Like (laughs) there's a big difference there. We're just saying, generally speaking, like we just don't know who's good and who's bad, but we can appreciate the art. Yeah. Also, I want to just reiterate, if you want to condemn someone, Go for yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. People, people crapping on Ben Roethlisberger. I, I think it's incredibly valid. Like, and insanely valid. Like, yes. Like, yes. sure. I, I'm just. I'm just noting that the other side. You know, there is a, a side where you can appreciate what he did on the field without appreciating him as a human being. All right. Next question. This is from at NAC 97 at the end of the late round podcast. You say, if you have yet to subscribe to the late round podcast, make sure you are. Shouldn't it be? Make sure you do. Sorry to nitpick. I really love your pods. So yeah, listen, <laughs> listen, someone said this to me and was like livid about it. Like, like this is like episode 200 of the show and I'm on episode like 600 something. And 
it's not wrong. Yeah. Make sure you do subscribe as opposed to make sure you are subscribed is what is what that language is saying. But I, do you think it matters, Denny? I want, I want your take. Do you think that it matters that I say, if you get subscribed to late round podcast, make sure you are. What's the first part of the sentence? It's at the end of the show. I literally say, if you've got subscribed to late round podcast, make sure you are by searching for it pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. I mean, I guess do would be technically yeah, correct. Do is technically but, correct, but I think like in, in speech, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's so, yeah. First of all, your, your approach, like most good podcasters is conversational. Right. And I, I, I think that when you, uh, when you take that approach, the, the grammar doesn't have to be, 100 percent uh perfect all the time so i i i'll give you a pass thank there. you and i think that is kind of a nitpick like not you know people say sorry to nitpick i mean it's a it's a clear nitpick i i can't imagine bringing this up i, I mean this listener I, I nothing against you at all okay but <laughs> <laughs> i just i it, i've heard that I've, I've listened to your podcast literally hundreds of times and i and i've never picked that okay up. that's good that's good well I'm, I'm getting it out there like i do say it and i say it incorrectly but it doesn't matter next question at sweet pete 1034 do you return your shopping cart to the corral or do you leave i never heard it uh a cart corral is that a uh or do you leave where you were parked at and let nature take its course no because i I'm not a horrible person. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you leave your shopping cart where you parked, do you understand what the parking lot would uh, look like? I, I mean, I'm not saying that these people should be black bagged by the CIA, but I'm also saying that they, you know, maybe, maybe that's the way to yeah, go. I would, I would that's, a whole, that's a terrible thing to do. I have, have a, have a, every state needs a jail specifically for these people. <laughs> Right. I mean, I'm against incarceration, except for these people. (laughs) Like, do whatever drug you want to do. But if you're not (laughs) returning your cart, my goodness. Uh, Any, you know, legalized crime. But this this cannot stand. I I, I, I can't. Yeah, I know. Listen, listen, return your cart, people. Like, seriously, return your damn cart. Straight to the corral. Yeah, straight to the corral. Actually, here's what here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. We'll have the cart corral, and then we'll create a separate corral with barbed wire for the people who leave their carts. They have to stay there for 24 hours. Yeah, yes, 24 hours, then you can go. But that's the punishment. Everyone, every grocery store builds a barbed wire fence next to the cart corral. Where's dad? Uh, he's in the corral again. <laughs> oh, man. Next question. At Gin and Pelotonic. Oh, this is that's a fun little handle. Uh, here, oh, here we go. What is your wordle strategy and why is Denny uh, hiding his results? He's either wanting it every single day. It's hard to say out loud. And, uh, and is too modest to tweet about it. Or he's worried that all of his fives and sixes will put him in the crosshairs of vocabulary Twitter. Um, I don't even know how to play. I don't, I don't, if you said go play wordle, I don't even know what to Den- do. Denny. Denny, this is like the the new pandemic. You know, like uh, there's been like phases of the pandemic. There was like Tiger King, and like there's just been other things. Yeah, sure. This is the new. This is the newest phase of the pandemic. I I understand. I see it on my timeline all day. But if it, again, if if you were to say, Denny, you need to go play Wordle right now, I'd have to Google it. What? How do I do that? I don't know how to do that. Wow, I'm surprised. You would love Wordle. Like it, it's it's very very fun. So so do you want me to explain it to you really quick? Is it an app? No, no, actually, it's someone. Well, it's a it's a browser based like app. But oh. so someone developed it. Have you ever seen the show Lingo? No. Okay, so basically, you create a five letter any five letter word. So, like, I, I always start with laser. Laser is my go to start. Okay, L A S E R. Because what it does is you you want to you want to have like fairly common letters to start because it'll tell you uh, either if the letter is not in the word. And it'll give you like a black or gray box behind the letter. It'll tell you if the letter is placed ex- exactly where it is in the, in the word that you're trying to figure out. Or, and that's a green box. Or it'll give you a yellow box, which says the letter is in this word, but it's not in the right placement. Right? So, let's say that the, the word yesterday was point, I think. And so, you know, P-O-I-N-T, if I did laser, then I would have gotten zero letters like no color right because there's no l a s e r 
And so you just, you have six rounds and you try to figure out what the word is. So he's, what, what this question is asking is you're either wanting it every single day, meaning you just open the app and guess the word, which is just not common. Oh, wanting it. Yeah. 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 Like the number oh, one. Yes. Yes. Or fives and sixes, which is shameful uh, because it took you five <laughs> rounds to, to get the word, which I have a couple fives, you know, on my, on my profile uh, that it's actually not, it's just like a, it keeps track. Uh, in your browser, like how well you do each day. And the cool, the, yeah. the best thing about this though, is that there's only one word per day. So it's, it's the same word for everyone every single day. So, okay. so you could cheat, of course, but that's not, I mean, what, what are you going to get out of that by just like finding out the word and then typing it in? I'm yeah. I mean, I, I think I get it, but, but I am, uh, I am such a boomer that I've never seen it. I've never played it. I've never considered playing Look, it. Look, I won't tell you today's word. I, I do it every morning when I take my morning D. Okay, and I will I will <laughs> sit on the T, and I will open up Wordle, and I will figure it out while I'm I'm taking the D, and right. and then it's done for the. And my honestly, my my mood the rest of the morning is determined by how well I do in Wordle. Oh, hey, that's healthy. That sounds healthy. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very you, healthy. Your, your, your mental health is, is right right in, uh, where it should be, if that's yes, the case. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, like today, my, my wife got it in two guesses. It's a, it's a twofer for her, which is which is very difficult to do. I only have like one or two twofers. It's, well, you it's know, tough. I don't. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the link after the show, okay? And you're going to open that damn thing on your phone, and you're going to do Wordle. If I if I struggle with it, I'm ne I'm never reporting that my struggle. Yeah, but also I'm I'm sick of like people tweeting it too. Like I understand like the community, but like like guys, we're all guessing the word. Like we all and if and not only that, but there's a, a bias because the people who tweet it are the ones who actually guess the word. Anyone who loses yeah. is not tweeting it. Well, it's it's like in DFS, every single screenshot you see is someone yeah. winning forty eight thousand yeah. dollars. Shocking. <laughs> shocking how that happens it's like, and then and then the, the thought process is oh hey look i was the only one who didn't win forty eight thousand right. dollars this weekend right. uh next question is from at mallory rt4 how did you choose your kids names was it hard to agree with your partner my husband and i resorted to tinder like apps where you swipe on names and it shows your matches it was a struggle oh. to it was it was still a struggle to agree how did you go about it we just looked at names and we I mean, a lot of it has, to, I feel like everyone who names their child, you have to find a name that like, you don't know a, a crappy person with that name. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, like no, no high school. I, I, we knew no one. No, I don't think anyone in our graduating class. Cause I went to high school with them. You went to high school with your wife too, but uh, you guys were different classes, but still like no one from our high school yeah. uh, was named Avery. And like, we didn't really know any Avery's. My, I think my next door neighbors growing up at one point, like they had, they had a little baby named Avery when I was like in college or something, but that was like the extent of any Avery's that we really knew. And we liked the name and you know, it fit her. And then we went with a middle name that was more of a family name with grace. Yeah. Um, we were almost dead set on Dexter. Ooh, I, that uh, Dexter for, would be fun for Xavier. But here's the thing, the, the show. Yeah. We couldn't do it. Yeah, Cause he was show. born around like, Peakish, peak yeah, De peak Dexter, peak Dexter. Yeah. And, and and we and also we were fans of the show. So even even though obviously we're not naming our child after the TV show character Dexter, we could never escape that. Like we, we knew yeah. that we well we knew that family members and friends knew that we watched the show. We, we I mean we weren't diehard fans, but we watched yeah. the show, right? And so they would be oh right okay so you're naming it after that character. No, we're not. But we we couldn't escape that, so we went with another eccentric name with with Xavier, um, and uh, for for Eleanor, um, I actually thought it was too much of an old lady name at first, mm -hmm. and it really came around on, on me. I I, I wanted um, I wanted Rose, yeah, for for, for a long time, and <laughs> I think Melissa was absolutely horrified by the prospect of her daughter <laughs> named Rose. So, uh, and she, she, and she pushed hard for Eleanor and Olive and I, um, no, no offense to the olives out there, but I didn't, I wasn't a fan of Olive. I went with, I kind of remember you guys, I feel like you guys were close to Olive though, because I remember you at least DMing about yeah. it at one point and saying that it might be the name. I yes, You know why? Because I was going to, I was going to relent on that, mm. on the olive front because 
I was the one who really wanted Xavier. Gotcha. Um, not that Melissa didn't want, but I brought it up and I, and I pushed hard for, for, for Xavier. Uh, the first time I told my grandparents, uh, we're going to name him Xavier. My grandfather looks at me and goes, all right, uh, so w- w- what do we call him? <laughs> I said, well, you can, you can call him Xavier. That would be fine. You know, uh, I'll say this though, with, <clears throat> with the name Avery, you don't realize how many people like we, we specifically named <clears throat> it. Not like, we're not like, like mean about it or anything, but like we specifically made it a two syllable Avery, right? Like Avery, but people say Avery all the time. People say Xavier. Oh man, it drives me nuts. Does it drive you nuts? I, yeah, man. I, I have friends who I'm like, oh no, no, it's actually just Xavier. And they're like, okay, so it's like Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, you relax, relax your neck you a like, little bit. You looked like Kramer when you did that. <laughs> Xavier. And I'm like, you, you don't have, you don't have to scream the X and then do the rest. It's just, I said, picture it like a Z, Yeah, you know, right. a, a Z, and they're like, oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. So it's Xavier. Right. right. Oh, it's not no. that difficult. It's really not that hard. Uh, next question at Steven 0128. If you were given free season tickets to your favorite football team, but had to attend every game from beginning to end, would you take them? Say pre-COVID, because that's a separate issue, and you don't write about football for a living. Oh, so you don't write. <laughs> you don't. So so pre-COVID, you don't write football for a living. Uh, would you take season tickets that where you had to go to every game beginning to end? Hell no. I think at this point in my life, probably not. As as crazy as that sounds, and but I don't. I also don't live in Pittsburgh. So it, going to a sporting event is awful. I would never go to one. I, I don't mind them. I went to the ACC championship not long ago. That was fun. Uh, oh God. I, I, honestly, I will say I, mean, I, I saw, I grew up with, with, we had uh, two tickets at Heinz field from 2001 to 2011. And uh, we shared them with my, with my uh, relatives who actually live close to you in Bowie, Maryland. And yeah, and they would dra- they would travel to Pittsburgh like every other home game, and we would split the the tickets with them and stuff. And I saw some some stuff, you know, like like I grew up 2001. <laughs> I'm you know like a, in middle school, like eighth grade or something, and then you know I I go through high school and college uh with with Steeler season tickets and going to a time. I went. To, I mean, I understand how privileged this is, but like I I I went to probably. 30 Steeler games. Like I've been to a lot of Steeler games. I saw some stuff. I mean, there's some crazy stuff that happens at football games. You you saw, you saw Le'Veon Bell almost die on. The- I didn't. That was when I was in Baltimore. When I, I, oh, you were I went to, by the way, man, I went to that, that Thanksgiving game in Baltimore years ago. Cause my, my, uh, my wife's uncle and his family, uh, have season tickets. Uh, they live in Northern Virginia, also close to you. And, uh, they took us to the Thanksgiving game. My wife and I went, uh, with them and that was the game where not only did Le'Veon Bell almost die on a football field where he got knocked out at the goal line but it was the the Mike Tomlin on the sideline game I was there for that remember that when Jaco- when Jaco- uh what was his name uh Jacoby Jones Jaco- yes 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 uh-huh. Jacoby Jones right yeah the the la- Jacoby Jones Jaco- yeah I think so uh the returner yes uh, last time I saw Jacoby Jones, he was uh, in a brawl at an Ocean City, Maryland bar. <laughs> I saw a video of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I, 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 part of me is like I want you know my children, you know my I want Avery to like experience that if she likes it, if she wants to do it. But at the same time, I'm like I know how bad things like there's there's videos every week of people getting in insane fistfights in football stadiums. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm good if I never take my kids to a sporting event. Yeah, but they're fu- I have a lot of memories. That's the thing, man. It's just nostalgia. A lot of memories with my dad there, and like it's just it's a cool thing. Like it's a fun thing. I I, I yeah no I have good memories. My my dad took me to Cal Ripken's twenty one thirty one game. He took me to Cal Ripken's last game. He took me to. The first game at FedEx Field yeah. in 1996. Um, uh, he took me to the first game at the Raven Stadium, uh, whatever that is, M&T Bank. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it's, so I, I, I do. Yeah, I have a, a lot of good memories. Oh, I went to one of the last RFK games. Uh, uh, I, I, I have good memories, but I'm just not. I'm just not willing to go yeah, that route. I feel you. 
Next question is from at mana underscore dork. Which one of you would win in a karaoke contest? You get three songs of your choice. What songs do you choose? I'd crush you in karaoke. Yeah, you probably would. Wow, you're just I'm giving gonna, up like that? I'm not gonna lie. I'd go some 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 R and B to get to right. slow things down, and then I'd go like 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 tag team or something and get some rap in there, and then I'd <laughs> go maybe maybe regulate. Yeah, it'd be great. All all '90s stuff though, like a yeah yeah oh so we had to pick three songs yeah i mean you don't have to pick songs but i just wanted you to say that i would beat you in karaoke uh yeah i i mean i'd have to be really drunk yeah i mean that's the only time you can do karaoke i i i could i think i could do some rolling stones there you go i everybody would say, well, just do Bowie, but what am I going to do? You know? Yeah. Come on. I feel like that's not, it's not, it's it's not a karaoke artist. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think that he translates very well to karaoke. Yeah. I don't think you can do that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Next question is actually related to uh, shopping carts again. It's from at leafy TV. You're walking in a store parking lot and you see a cart blocking a space. As you walk past, a car rounds the corner, goes to pull in, but stops when they see the cart. Okay, so there's a cart blocking the space. The car's going to go into that spot, but the car stops. The lady driving honks at you four times, louder and longer each time. What do you do? Is it wrong to ignore them? So I'm assuming the, the lady thinks that you're the one who put the shopping cart there. Oh. And so the lady's honking and saying, get the shopping cart out of the way. What do you do? I'd probably just grab the cart. I probably grab the cart and I try to explain that it wasn't me. I probably go that far because I am, I am someone who cares deeply about like someone thinking that I'm a really bad person. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be thrown in the corral. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Right. Is that what's called? No, the corrals were the, well, the barbed wire corral is the, yeah, right. No, the human corral. corral, Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you don't want to. So, so yeah, you have to do that, and then you have to call your lawyer and be like, "Get down here! I, I need, I need a legal defense um, because oh. they're about to throw me in the barbed wire." I, so apparently, so in North Carolina, when you get pulled over for a speeding ticket, there's like, like a lot of things you got to. You can't just pay it. You got to like go to court and like do all this kind. It's insane. There's like insane steps what? to it. I, I got pulled over from my first, for the first time ever. I remember telling you this, right? Like how I got pulled over, but oh, I, yeah, got, I, yes. I was able to, you know, he didn't give me a ticket, just a warning. And so, but the thing is when you get pulled over here, uh, and this is me only <clears throat> speaking through what other people have told me, you evidently get like a ton of mail from lawyers immediately because they're, and yes. I feel like that same thing would happen if we had this corral going on. And yes, that's lots. right. I, I got pulled over in Virginia coming back from North Carolina one time and uh, I got, I don't know, 10 letters from Virginia uh, attorneys saying they'll represent me in, in court instead of me having to drive four hours yeah. to go. To yeah, court. it's crazy. It seems like such a bad system. Like, just let the, let someone just pay their ticket. It's not it's not a good system. I mean, well, I think that you could pay it, but then you, you would take the points. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Just take the, whatever. Take the points, man. Kick the, kick By the, the way, I got I got a new I got a new license. Oh yeah. Uh, so here's what happened. Oh man, I didn't tell you any of this. I don't think. I let my license expire oh, in 2020. Denny. But wait, wait. The governor of Maryland issued some sort of rule where it said pandemic, this and that. You have one year to get it renewed. So if you get pulled over in that year, you present it. They say okay. Just get it, get it renewed by the, by 2021. Well, here's the thing. I didn't do that either. All right. That's probably not top of mind during a pandemic. I, yeah, I didn't, didn't do that. Um, so I went back. I, so back in November, in November, this past November, I went back and, and I said, okay, I'm ready to, ready to do this, ready to renew. And they said, okay, um, would you like to schedule your driving test for next week? I said, what? <laughs> I said, yeah, it's been over a year, so we can't issue you a license without you demonstrating that you know how to drive. Amazing. I had to go. I had to take a written test, sit side by side with a bunch of fifteen-year-olds. Th- those aren't those. That's not easy as an adult to take those. And t- it's a great. Well, I will tell you, I crushed okay, it. Good. I got I got twenty-four out of twenty-five. Oh, right. good on. Uh, 
And then I had to go back three weeks later to take the the driving test. And it was the, it, as, as easy as I knew it would be, it was, it was much easier. It was a hundred percent easier. Than really? That. Did you have to, but did I, you have to, par- did you have to, to parallel park? No, no, they, they did away with that. Thank goodness. Oh, Cause I remember that was the big thing in, uh, in, in Pennsylvania with the, with the driving test is that you did parallel park. And it was the same, you know, every kid in the high school took the driver test at the same place. Right. But there were like, yeah. there were tech and there was a parallel parking like area that everyone would practice at and stuff like that. But there were techniques where like, once you hit, once your car lined up with this store, you cut right. the wheel and you go, you know, and you do that. I, I, yeah. I crush parallel parking these days. Cause I went to pit and, uh, the, it's, just, it's insane trying to find parking spots where, where pits at. And I just learned like, th- like you just get destroyed. Like you right. have no space to do it. Now I just crush it all the time. Right. It's evolutionary. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Like you, 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 you have to learn. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, I think same with the uh, university of Maryland. Uh, but yeah, I had to go through that humiliation. That recently, is insane. It was uh, not, not fun. Yeah. Now I, I think mine expires in 2023. So I might just like do it tomorrow just to be, a, be ahead of things. Cause I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> do that it, sounds don't, like, that sounds like such a pain in the butt. <laughs> Uh, next yeah. question is from at Didymus. Been watching latest uh, season of Queer Eye. Have you ever watched Queer Eye? It's a great show. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I asked my partner if she. W- it's like a, an incredibly good background show. Like like you don't it have is. to you know just passively just have it on and watch it and stuff like that. Uh, I asked my partner if she would ever nominate me as someone for them to give a glow up to, and she said, "Not now, but maybe six years ago." Not owned, by the way. Would either <laughs> would either of your ex wives? nominate you for a glow up show now or in the past um yeah yeah uh, but you know i i'm i don't think i'm being conceited in saying that i don't think that i qualify as in need of a glow up the way that the way the way the people on the show for sure sure i i, I think the people on the show haven't had a haircut in eight years sure I, I went through a phase where i just didn't care as we we've talked about this on the show when i was like 25 20 to 25 26 ish around those years and it was like my remember we we talked about the evolution of Flacco. I've had a very similar evolution to to Flacco. Yes. So maybe maybe during those years, but I was I feel like I've never like not like you know like well, like the, like like you said the people on those shows are like really really just not caring. There it's it's a whole it's an extreme situation usually with the with those uh, with that show. I, I will say that uh, that that show can pull some emotional strings. My God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the first couple of se- I mean, especially the first couple of seasons, I feel like they got me more. But there was there was one where like uh, one of the guys like came out until like his mom or something, and like that was. Yeah. I'm just like sitting there like it's one of those shows where you just can't look at your significant other because you can't you don't want to see either one of you guys with tears in your eyes. Yes. Yes. Oh, by the way, I was watching stranger things with Xavier the other day. We were watching that show and, uh, and, uh, I, uh, openly wept from stranger <laughs> things. When, when Hopper, uh, the sheriff Hopper at the end of season one is trying to save will and he's giving him CPR yeah, and he's flashing back. He's flashing back to his daughter oh, right, um, right. dying in the hospital. Right. Holy, I mean, I just lost. And Xavier's looking at me like, "What's wrong with you, dude?" It's <laughs> amazing. I forgot that even existed. Uh, next question at Ballymore Rat. All right, when your scrot is super sweaty, <laughs> your scrot. What's your go-to cooling method? Pants off and confront the the AC. Oh, I, I saw it wasn't capitalized. I was like, what is ACK? Uh, pants uh, off and confront uh, okay. the AC. Number two, ice, washers, and sun to dry. Or three, <laughs> cucumber slash melon species subversion and jiggle spritz. Dude, what are you talking about? I, I, I don't... <laughs> I've never considered any of these. Your scrot being super sweaty. I just had to read it for scrot. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've done a lot of outdoor exercise during the summer, and yeah, like you, you get sweaty. But I've never been like, oh, I need AC yeah, right. on the scrot. I've never, I've what? never needed AC on the scrot. What you do is like sometimes if you're like sitting down or something in a hot place or something, you just all you need to do is stand up and let it breathe a little bit. I mean, 
I, I honestly, I want the AC in my face. Is that weird? For, for your scrote or just in general? No, I want the AC in my face uh, when I'm hot. Right, right. I'm saying, does it affect your scrote if it's in your face? I, I, I don't know. Cool down I'm your not body. thinking in that. It cools down the rest of your body. You don't need to think about it that actively because if your scrote is is sweating that profusely to the point where like your your underwear is now like covered in sweat from the scrote maybe you have a medical problem uh, i i do i do think that some guys I, i'm thinking back to high school some guys are are are, are too are obsessed with the temperature of their private region yeah. of you know i mean like they're constantly oh i'm, I'm too cold i'm too hot i'm too, like what about the rest of your body? Have you have you given a thought to right. that, or is it? I mean, your your mind is literally on the scrote, and that's right. all. Right. Yeah. Uh, next question. We're gonna get through a lot of these just because it's a DGAF episode. Uh, but we just hit the hour mark, just so you know, Denny. Uh, next question is okay. at STLP three three three, and let me know if you have to just like leave. Uh, this is from. I just said the, the handle. I'll read it now. Give us your twenty twenty two fashion trend predictions. What. <laughs> I've been dressing the same since I was 20 years old. I don't know. When do you, when do you, have you, have you been dressing the exact same? The exact no. same? Because, because no. there comes a point in time in your life where, you, you know, all like the 60 year old women who still have the puffy hair from the eighties. Cause they, they stopped. Right. <laughs> like it is, that's it. How, how they were in 1987 is exactly what they're like now. What, and that happens to a lot of people. I wonder when that's going to be for me. Because but, but like there are timeless things too. Like I wear a lot of plain t-shirts and jeans. Right. Like if I were to go out and do something, but, or gym shorts in my case, but like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, fashion, I don't, I don't think what f- fashion, I just like, I just get like shirts that I like and I have three pairs of shorts. I, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure baggy stuff is coming back. Oh yeah. yeah like back, like nineties baggy. Remember nineties baggy? I will. Yeah, yeah, I hated it. Um, <laughs> I like ba- I like baggy more than not baggy. No, I'm 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 all about. I actually I, I'm here. Here's the the Republican in, in me loves the fact that um, NBA players wear short shorts. Oh yeah, okay, Again. okay. You yeah, know, do you remember like, remember how long? Like, they, uh, remember Allen Iverson? I mean, it was down to his ankles. Down there, there were guys on my JV team who would at that time, you know, in 1999, 2000 would run around holding up their <laughs> yeah. shorts. I mean, everyone did. I mean, that's what you did. Like you just wore longer shorts. I mean, but, th- but it would, it would ruin their basketball. Yeah, yeah, it would ruin, yeah. it would ruin the, the, the way they played because they had to use one hand to hold up the shorts and then the other to handle the ball. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, we're, this next one's from at number one punna. I don't have a question, but a comment. Thanks once again for another year of shows for our enjoyment. Your actionable information and hilarious banter makes the drudge of the fantasy season and life that much more enjoyable. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's very nice. Um, we'll get to, we'll get to, uh, one more. Let's go with, uh, at Adrian underscore Charlie. We'll go with Adrian. Okay. When you're at the movies, do you shush someone if they're talking or do you suffer in silence? Oh my God. I would suffer in silence. If, if I was watching a 15 hour movie and they were talked the whole time, I would suffer. The whole time. Me, too. Me too. I just can't, I, I can't confront people like that. Uh, I, can't. I would, I mean, I'm saying if this person was talking at full volume at the screen yeah. the whole time, I would sit there and I would take it and I would leave and I would tweet angry. Yeah, right. right exactly. Denny, I, I will, if I'm in a restaurant and they give me the wrong dish, I mean, maybe not anymore because my, my diet changed. I don't know if you heard, but I'm gluten, soy, and dairy free. Oh, but I, I, I'll eat it. the dish. I'll just eat, I'll, I'll eat, I'll eat whatever <laughs> they give me. Just let me eat Literally it. Literally any just, food. Just, like I'll order something. They can bring anything out and I'll just eat it. Yeah, yeah, no, same. Uh, I I probably would do the same thing. I actually have a story when I I, <laughs> I went with a group of friends to see the first Christian Bale Batman, okay. and one of one of my friends brought his cousin, right? And I didn't really know this guy, but he's sitting next to me, and he takes out his 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 glasses, uh, his eyeglasses, puts them on, and he takes the case, the glasses case, and he opens and closes it like incessantly oh. it's it and, and and the hinges of it were squeaky oh, no. so it would go it would go 
and and the clicking of the of the uh glasses holder anyway so melissa this is way before we were married she's uh, elbowing me saying can you can you tell the guy can you tell him to stop please <laughs> and i'm like no i'm not doing it i'm not doing it i'm not doing it and finally finally melissa's getting so upset and i'm like okay i just don't want to deal with this anymore so i turn to the guy and i go hey do you think you can stop with the with the case <laughs> he goes what <laughs> and he keeps doing it what i said the, the case and i had to say it loudly yeah. and the person behind me goes Shh. oh man it's like a, it's like a like, movie Gah! it's like out of a it sounds like a, a a remember when they used to go to the movies and save by the bell yeah it was like that yes. where they would like have conversation and everyone was like shh and like be quiet uh, yeah I, I was owned man yeah i i would never i, I just i don't i I always, I also like when people do stuff like that, like the, the consistent noise thing, like tapping, right. And you hear, I always get more irritated with other people who don't hear it and, and don't understand that that's going on or are okay with it. That's what drives me right. just as much as nuts. It's crazy. Anyway. All right, Denny, that's it for today's show. We have no, <clears throat> no, uh, tilt montage, obviously, because, no. uh, unless you were tilting no. over COVID, but uh, no tilt montage because the season's over. Um, but you know, I appreciate everyone for listening all season long. We love doing the show. It's a nice release for us, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a good time and we will be back next year, right? We will be, we will continue doing this. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and we'll, we'll have some off season stuff. Uh, I'm sure, uh, once, once things get, you know, a little bit down the road. Uh, also, uh, I have to promote this uh, because I spent a lot of time on it and I want you to read it. On NBCSportsEdge.com, I have my divisional round DFS uh, breakdown, including ranks. And I don't love ranks, but I was, I, you know, I, I put them out there. So if you want to check it out, NBCSportsEdge.com. Follow Denny on Twitter at CDCarter13. I'm on Twitter at LateRoundQB. Thanks for being with us all year long and into 2022, I guess, too. We really, really appreciate you guys. We will talk to you soon enough. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the teams and as we live, live in the stream.